It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, Kings fans, and welcome to the Hockey Royalty Podcast, the official podcast of HockeyRoyalty.com. I'm Scott Kinville, and uh, we got a little, this is going to be the quick pod, the, the, the shortcut version of the, the Hockey Royalty Podcast, if you would. Uh, but before we get into that, we, of course, want to let you know that you can find us on social media. We are on Twitter at Hockey underscore Royalty and Royalty underscore Pod, and we're on Facebook and YouTube at Hockey Royalty. Pretty easy, pretty, easy, pretty self-explanatory. So... Just two of us tonight, so there is no emperor of analytics. He is uh, analyzing what the dinner bill is going to be between him and his girlfriend <laughs> right now. So, <laughs> so it's just myself, and of course the editor in chief, the straw that stirs the drink of HockeyRoyalty.com. It's Mr. Ryan Sykes. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Scott. How we doing? Not too bad. You sound a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy uh, last seven days or so. You know, I sounded like. Sounded like garbage on. I think we did it last Tuesday, um, the last pod that is. And um, I mean, a lot of the listeners know I tested positive for COVID on. I got tested Friday, um, and I found out Monday. So uh, yeah, but my uh, my three year old twins tested positive too, and my wife she's got like some sort of stomach flu, and she just got retested today. So. Um, oh, it's kind of a, I mean, we'll touch on it later, but it's kind of just a microcosm of what's going sure. on around the world right now. How's your kids <laughs> feeling? Uh, oddly enough, they're fine. I mean, they just yeah, had like yeah, a, yeah. they just had like a stomach thing for like 12 hours. Uh, but yeah, mine was like just intense sinus pressure, uh, headaches, body aches, <laughs> fatigue, yeah. you know, congestion, all the works. Yeah. <laughs> Man, oh man. Well, I'm glad to see that you're feeling better and that you are feeling good enough to do this podcast tonight. Yeah, yeah. Happy to be here. So there you go. Uh, so our Kings, you know, for a while there, we was uh, felt like it was going to be the end of the world, especially after they lost four to nothing to Vancouver in uh, Bruce Boudreaux's debut. But then they, a funny thing happens, and this kind of always seems to happen in hockey. Just like a light switch, they turn it around. They turn around, they beat the Dallas Stars four to nothing. Then they beat the Minnesota Wild, another tough team, two to one. 
And then last night, they played a very tough game against a very tough team in the Tampa Bay Lightning, which they ultimately lost in overtime. But I don't think anybody was expecting our Kings to, uh, to hang with them like they did. So kudos to them. However, with all that good news, there is, of course, bad news. And that being in the form of Alex Edler, uh, he was injured against Minnesota. And it looks like it's going to be a pretty long-term injury, according to what uh, Todd McClellan was saying. So going forward, what do you think the plan is going to be to try to replace Mr. Alex Edler? Um, <clears throat> I think I think you got to make a move for one of the, the heavy hitters, the um, premier you know, left shot dynamic left shot defenseman that Rob Blake has been talking about. And, you know, of course the, the rumor just um, leaked out today about Jacob Chikrin potentially being available now. And, you know, Arizona has apparently asked for a massive um, return, which I mean, not, not surprised or unsurprising. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I just kind of quickly, I looked at the Jack Eichel trade as an example Um and obviously there's a lot of interchangeable options and things like that. But uh, what I came up with was Alex Turcotte, Adrian Kempe, 2022 first rounder, and then either a second or third round pick in 2023. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, like I said, uh, you know, you could swap out Kempe for Velarde uh, or for, I follow, but I was just trying to go with like, uh, you know, Peyton Krebs, um, Alex Tuck, and then two draft picks. Right. So, one of which was a first rounder, and then the other one was a second rounder, I believe. Yes. Or no, it was a third rounder. Was it a third 20- rounder? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was kind of a big flip flop. That's right. But Peyton Krebs uh, was like a middle, mid round. Yeah. I think he was 17th overall. Yeah, 17th. So he was 12 behind Turcotte in 2019. Right. And Tuck is obviously an established player, 25 years old. So that's kind of why I went with, you know, Kepe or Ayafalo there. And then the draft picks. I mean, who knows? I mean, they'll certainly be better than Vegas's. Right. Well, and you got to figure, I would imagine that the Kings might put a, a conditional on that first rounder because. Sure. Because of the way things are going this season, I mean, obviously, if it ends up being a lottery pick, you put a condition on it that it's a 2023 no matter what. Um, but you know, the thing is, though, they're probably going to have to somehow try to make money work because they don't have a lot of cap space right now either. Obviously, yeah. you're going to be able to put Edler on IR, which is going to help with the cap situation. But um, I don't know if I mean, Kempe is only making two million a year, and I don't have uh, cap friendly right in front of me right now, but you would almost have to think somebody else would have to go just to try to balance the money out a little bit. But if they can get a Jacob Chikrin, I think that's a deal that you have to go for. And and I think, you know, it's... Yeah, I mean, Chikrin's only on a 4.6 AAV right. contract. So, I mean, Adler off the uh, off the books on LTIR is, I think it was, what, three and a half? Right. Is what he signed for. And then if Kempe's moved, you know, it's five and a half that clears you. There you go. Yeah, you know what? For some reason, I thought Chicken was making more, but no, he's on such a team friendly God, contract. That's a, why I mean, he's deal. under contract for three more years too, I believe. Ooh. So he oh, he man. doesn't turn he doesn't turn twenty four until March. I wow. mean, his his underlying stats this year are not great. I think he has just two goals, um, 
and five assists. I'll have to pull up his stats. Yeah, but you got to uh, consider the team he's on. Though, exactly. That's where I was going with it. You know, um, just bear with me here, the yeah. listeners. <clears throat> no, and that's and that's the whole thing. Right yeah, there, though. two and goals, five assists. And he's at a minus twenty nine. But again, I think that's more of the product. Take that into account. Uh, yeah, around him. Yeah, right, absolutely. Apparently, they can beat us. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he was on the plus side that night, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know what? I think that's the type of of move that Kings fans have, have been clamoring for too. Yeah, I mean, you can, yeah. especially when they were losing, you could just feel the the the, the aggravation just overboiling at points. You know, or what are we doing here? Why are we not doing something to to try to right the ship here? And really, I mean. Not for nothing, the Kings are not out of it by any stretch of the imagination, even with the you know the bad losses to Vancouver and all that. It's it just, you know, the, the way the Western Conference is set up, they can still get in. Now, granted, the Pacific Division has gotten a heck of a lot more difficult than anybody thought it was going to be, you know, but there's a couple of things to consider. So Calgary is going to be not playing for quite some time now because they got the COVID, which we're going to talk yeah. about a little bit later on. So how are they going to rebound when they come back, Right. Edmonton's going to be Edmonton. Uh, Vegas is starting to get healthy again, which is not a, which is which is not exactly a Christmas present for the rest of the Pacific Division, but it is what it is. <laughs> and of course, Anaheim doing what Anaheim is doing is just shocking to pretty much everybody, including us. But with that said, there's still a lot of hockey to be played, and if there is a team that has the tools to be able to make a, a deal like this work, it's definitely the LA Kings. There's just no doubt about it. And and I think it would definitely be worth looking into if that kind yeah. of deal becomes available. Yeah, I mean, someone like Chickering, who's established and still young like that, would be preferred. Another guy that I've seen kind of popping up in early trade rumors is Eric Bronstrom on the Senators. Yeah. Uh, 22 years old, been kind of up and down between NHL and AHL. Um, you know, I think the comment was he's only twenty years. He's only twenty-two years old, but he's already twenty-two years old. As in, like you know, it's is it now or never, right? Uh, in terms of putting it all together. But like I said, he hasn't. I don't know. If, I don't know his whole backstory. I'm just kind of looking at elite prospects right now. But you know, uh, this year two games with the the NHL club, nine games with the AHL club. Last year, he had 30 games with the NHL club, had 13 points um, and a plus three in that time, which was an improvement over the previous year of just four points in 31 games and a minus nine uh, at, at 20 years old. But again, um, probably a, a, a less expensive option, but a, a less proven option if, yeah. they, if that's something they, they want to consider. Uh, yeah, but you know what the thing with Brent, I mean, he is, I, I think, if I recall correctly, he's kind of a smaller player. For starters, he is, right? yes. And so, you know, the thing that you got to keep in mind is Edler also brought an element of physicality to that defense, know. which did. you're not going to get from somebody from like Branstrom, right? And, you know, he just reminds <clears throat> me so much of what, what we just went through with the Cal Clegg situation. Right, which leads me to believe that if the, if the Kings were willing to lose Cal Clegg to waivers, um, and I understand the whole point of wanting to go get somebody like him, but 
is it going to be Calc like 2.0, right? Where they're going to try right. to bounce them back and forth between LA and Ontario. And at this point, why would you want to put yourself through that again? And that's kind of what I came to the conclusion of. It's like, you know, is he going to be another, would he be another Carol Clegg situation? And yeah, I mean, you probably answered it. He, he, he probably end up would being that guy, whereas Chickering, you know, he's going to be on the left side of the defense at the NHL level every night. Right. Exactly. <laughs> With that bomb of a shot he has. I know. Yeah, I'm just salivating, just starting to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, and the thing is, you know, it's like you mentioned, you know, trading Kempe. I mean, he's been dynamite this year. There's no doubt about it. But a guy like him, his trade value is never going to be higher than right now. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, you could say the same thing maybe about Quick, too. <laughs> Oof, I know, right? Where, where would they be without him right now? I know. And I tell you. So let's talk about that for a second with a little quickie. Sure. Um, heartbreaking loss for the Tampa Bay Lightning in Amelie Arena, by the way. This was not in Staples. Well, yeah. you can only say Staples for a few more days here. Right? I'm going to always call it Staples. Yeah, I know, right? Sorry, sorry crypto. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, – but still, uh, going in to play the Lightning, uh, an extremely tough team, as everybody knows. Uh, but Jonathan Quick was just huge in that game. Yeah. I mean, if he if that, if that doesn't and that save that he made against Andre Pilat does not end up as a save of the year candidate, then it's rigged. There is just no way. Then it's it's rigged because it was just an amazing save. And you know, it was mentioned. I forgot if it was Foxy or if it was Alex Faust that, that mentioned it. But you know, this is Jonathan Quick when you know from eight years ago. Yeah, that we've been seeing all season long, and and it's true, and it's very true. You know, I kind of felt bad for Brownie last night because, I mean, he just seemed like he was snake bitten. Um, I know. He had, he had all kinds of chances, and it just, for whatever reason, it just, the puck would not go in for him. And it's been kind of like that for him all year long. I don't know if – I mean, obviously, father time has caught up with him, but sure. he's just had a lot of bad puck luck this year, I guess. Right. Um, but, yeah, I guess back to the Lightning game, you know, Quickie had another uh, – big save in the overtime period where it was down at one end and then down at the other end, you know, bam, bam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's just unfortunate because if you're going to call that tripping on Kopitar at the end of the second period, you got to call that oh, tripping penalty on Matthew Joseph uh, yes. on Arvidsson because Arvidsson's down on the ice and the lightning are going oh. three on two the other way. Right. And they end up, excuse me, Excuse me again. Um, they end up scoring uh, on the rebound. Yeah, and that that's that made the game right there. Yeah, you know that really did, and it's it's too bad. It, it really is. But I mean, you know, and sometimes the calls just don't go your way. That's just that's hockey. That's <clears> the way <throat> it is. But it's very encouraging, despite everything that's really gone wrong this season, to see them still have some pluck, right, and to see them still battle it out against a, a very, very good Tampa Bay Lightning team. Well, yeah, they've kind of shown that all year long against really good teams. Yeah. They get up for these good, these big games. You know, I think uh, they jumped out to like a 7-2, to two, uh, then eventually like 13-6, to six, something like that, shots on goal lead um, before Tampa kind of took over in the second period, you know, after the Arvidsson goal. Uh, it was really, really all Tampa right. from there. 
Um, you know, the Kings had their moments. I think Philip Deneau had a point blank chance, but yeah, I mean, few, few and far between. Um, but I forgot kind of where I was going with that in general. Yeah. Just, uh, Oh, right. back to my original point was, you know, they get, they get up for these, uh, these big games against these big teams, you know, you saw it against the wild. They allowed just one goal against the wild who aren't really, um, you know, you look at some of their team stats, power play, penalty kills, stuff like that. They're not really great at anything. They just score a shitload of goals. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's a great way to put it, too. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, I'm kind of dived into the, the Panthers tomorrow. They're not really – they kind of remind me of the Wild. They're not really great at any one thing. I mean, they're really good at five-on-five play, but they just score a lot of goals. Wow, and they, they got some uh... – yeah, I mean they're they got too. five players out: uh, Carter Verhage and uh, um, Sam Bennett. Sam Bennett being the I guess two notable yeah. ones uh, out of that. Forget, right, and don't forget Alexander Barkov went back on IR. I saw that. Yeah, earlier this week. So, um, I mean, I don't want to. It, it kind of reminds me of the Ottawa game earlier uh, right. this season where they played him shorthanded, but uh, um, obviously Tampa shorthanded is much better. Or, excuse me, uh, Florida, Florida yeah. shorthanded is still much better than Ottawa, probably at full strength. No, yeah, I think you no can probably say to the Senators. Yeah, I think <laughs> eh, that's, that's, there's a lot of truth to that, though, too. Um, but, you know, you mentioned uh, Bennett and Verhage going into the COVID protocols, and it's it's reared its ugly head again. COVID has uh, it's kind of wreaked yes. havoc all over the league. Um, In my right house. now, yeah, you're yeah, exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> you got you got to get naming rights for an arena for your house. Now. <laughs> yeah, we're but, uh, all we're all in the league's uh, NHL protocol over yeah. here. Put <laughs> <laughs> you in a bubble. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that's how it is. I haven't I haven't left the house since Saturday or uh, yeah Saturday. Yeah, I, I tell you, man, <laughs> that's that's the toughest part. I remember last year, my wife, right around this time of year, my wife got COVID. And in New York State here, the, the rule was, because contact tracers called and all that. <clears throat> and I had to quarantine for 14 days as well, just by living in the same house. Yeah, I never once tested positive, but I still, so, and you think that's, oh, this is going to be great. I just get to be around the house for 14 days, not do anything. By, oh, lunchtime of the first day, it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you call me up at work. Ryan, you want to record a podcast? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please, please. <laughs> but, uh, but that notwithstanding, um, Pierre Lebrun from The Athletic reports that uh, as of right now, the league has absolutely no plans to go into a league-wide pause or anything like that. They're going to just try to manage it the best they can. So – but there's also the Olympics coming up. Yeah. With, with that coming, I, I somehow, especially now, apparently that the, the Chinese government has stated that any players that test positive will have to do a five-week quarantine now. And I can't see many, if any, NHL players going over to play in the Olympics at this point with the current uh, guidelines in place the way they are. Maybe Drew Doughty. I mean, he wants to play for Team yeah. Canada so badly. <laughs> that would be our luck, too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but no, wow. you're right. I mean, that's kind of a – what did they have to do for the bubble in Edmonton? Was it 21 days? Yeah, like it was 21 days. And then, uh, you know, for the World Juniors, I think they had to do it again, right? 
Yeah, so their practices started yesterday, I believe, for right. the, the World Junior teams to get them up there and to uh, begin the testing procedures and all that. But, yeah, I mean, you know, some of those – I remember Byfield saying, you know, uh, doing basically six weeks of quarantine was, you know, rough on him, just sitting around playing Xbox all day. But, you know, that was uh, broken up across two sessions. You know, I just couldn't – I couldn't imagine doing that for five straight weeks. No, there's no way. Not, not a chance. And not to mention, I mean, what you know, what kind of an effect it would have on your team, you know, coming back to the league. Right. You know, especially if you're a contender and you got one of your star players that now has to be gone for an additional three weeks after the break. So, I mean, right. it's, it's a really tough call to make at, at this point. But, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's December, mid-December, and, you know, the Olympics aren't until February. So, of course, a lot could change between then and now. Uh, but you also have to start making preparations. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I don't know how this is all going to play out, but uh, I don't know. Like I said, it just, it doesn't look good right now for the NHL at the Olympics, but we'll see. Yeah. And I mean, not to sound selfish, but I mean, obviously I hope everyone can play safely, but I just, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be very difficult for the league to shut down again. Yeah. Um, just as a fan, you know, I was so happy when they came back for the bubble. Yeah, I, I and I think that that's they're keeping that in mind as well. I mean, you know, at, at some point they're they they've just decided, you know, of course, it, listen, we gotta we gotta keep going, we got to, you know, you, you you take the the precautions that are necessary, you do whatever is necessary to, of course, everybody wants you know be safe, and that's that's obviously priority number one. Absolutely. Um, but you know, I mean, you also still have to you know, continue with life too. And that's a, that's a tough decision to make. I'm glad I'm not in that position to make that final call. I can tell you that. Uh, but like I said, as of right now, it's being reported that there is no plans for a pause. Well, it just, it stinks too, because I believe the salary cap was going to go up by a million dollars next year. Yeah. Um, a lot sooner than people had anticipated. Uh, so, I mean, just kind of bouncing off that, it, seemed like everything was really just kind of um, trending in a positive direction and back on track again. Right. And now here we are. I got, I'm in the mindset of March, 2020 all over again. I know. I know. It's like that, that impending sense of doom just kind of, you know, right. Yeah. I know. I mean, we even talked about it, you know, is uh, you just never know. Is it, is it, was the Tampa Bay game going to be the last game for a while? I know. <laughs> I know. It's horrible. It just, it is. I mean, you know, and of course, like we said, you know, if anybody you know, who's listening, don't get us wrong. We obviously know and truly believe that player safety and everybody's safety yes. is, of course, you know, the top priority. It's just as as hockey fans, too, we all really love our hockey and just want to be able to see it be played uh, somehow, some way, if at all, safely possible. So we'll see. That's all about we can do right now. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. Um, I mean, what were your impressions of Christian Willanen against the Lightning? You know, I'll tell you, I'm glad that they claimed him. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I, I thought that was, a, you know, yeah, I mean, there's always the risk that, you know, with guys like that who are, are tweeners between the NHL and the AHL that you're, you know, because obviously there's a reason that people want, you know, guys like Christian Willanen. I mean, he's a solid defenseman. He really is. Of course, he's not going to be a number one for you. But you know what? You don't need a team full of number ones. 
what you need is solid third pairing defensemen, and that's exactly what Christian Willanen is. You know, and listen, they they could have done a lot worse than Christian Willanen, and I thought yeah. he was, I thought he was solid against the Lightning. He, uh, you know what? He's just one of those guys that always seems to make the right play at the right time. <clears throat> you know, he he's not going to be a, a burner or you know, going to do the end to end dash for you, but he's also not going to lose the game for you, and especially at the defense position. That's the most important key right there. Yeah, and he does a lot of this a lot of things that don't make don't necessarily make the the score sheet. You know, there was one particular play that stood out to me kind of in the left corner or the right corner rather. Um that led to uh, he kind of set out the breakout for the Kings and it led to a scoring opportunity, you know, just simple things like that that uh I don't know. They go kind of unnoticed, but you know, I nerd out on when I see it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, of course. And I mean, besides that, with you and Russ, you know, with your analytics stuff. I mean, that's good. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it go, but again, it goes right back to what I said. I mean, it's you know, he he just makes the right plays at the right time, you know, and he's just he's a. I don't know it, what Tom McClellan was calling Matt Roy steady Eddie. I, I see Christian Willannon as as another Matt Roy type of defenseman who, you know, again, is not going to light the score sheet up. He's not going to do that, but he's not going to lose you the game, like I said. And it's, that's my my overall impression of Christian Willannon, you know. And you know what? There's much worse that you could have on your team than that. Like Goli Mata? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh listen, that's still kind of a, a sore subject, but uh <laughs> as it is for many Kings fans right now watching uh Cal Clay go to Montreal and uh eh, we're listen, we're we're in a good mood. Let's not let's not get that going again. All right. Yeah, I know, but there is I mean you think about the lack of scoring from the blue line. I mean the Kings have to do something there. You know, they they seem to and it just as a group, they seem to get stuck on like two goals per night and then it's you know which way is it going to go are they going to yeah. explode for six or are they going to you know right, be stuck right. at two that's <laughs> hard and, that, and that's tough that that really is i mean but this is also what we've become used to yeah i know it's a three-two you know? league right right <laughs> and and without any you know major trade or any kind of major move this is really what you're going to have I mean, you know, it's, it's, I don't know what else to say besides that because, you know, I I, I will say, you know, and, it, and it's not from the defense, but I, I personally see Arthur Kelly. I'm getting a little bit more comfortable, and I yeah. and I know, and I know we were talking about the defenseman, and I I, I just threw you a complete curveball, but no, I that's okay. That brings part, me before up. I forgot yeah. because yeah. I mean, that's the more comfortable that he gets. That's obviously better for the Kings, and I'd love to see him move up the lineup. I really would, just because, you know, and, and again, it's broken record time. Anybody who listens to this show on a regular basis goes, oh, here goes Scott again with the <laughs> Arthur Kelly of sales pitch, right? But but it's so true. And, you know, and, well, you just put in our combo here that Blake Lazat is back tomorrow. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, never did I think I'd be happy to have Blake Lazat back, but I mean, that's how <laughs> underrated he's been for the this excuse me this team this year. You know, it's the he and Lemieux have this this uh, kind of awesome dynamic between the two. This just gritty tenacity, tough to play against, and then 
of course, you got the sniper and Arthur Kaliev there on the fourth line, but you know, at the same token, by the same token, I'm not sure that's the best place for him. No, kind of what you were not. saying. I'd like to see Kaliev in the top six where he can have an opportunity to to shoot the puck. Right. A little more. You know, I'm already forgetting what game that was that he uh he had that uh shot uh the goal, his last goal, um, kind of skating between the slot or up that the slot. Dallas, yeah, Dallas, that's right. Uh just a beautiful shot. This I, I wanna see more of that. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. Who who wouldn't as a king well, the king's opponents, that's who doesn't want to see more of that. But <laughs> yeah. But no, of course. I mean, and and but you're not going to see him get a lot of those opportunities playing in the bottom six, and that's no no offense or disrespect to the bottom six. But it's like we've talked a thousand times. You know, it's like having a a Porsche, but then it needs new tires, and you go to Walmart to put the cheapest tires you can find on the Porsche, right? You you if you're going to have a car like that, you got to put the best tires available on it, and that's to me is putting Arthur Kaliev in the top six to see exactly what it is he can do. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. What? We'll see. That's about it, you know. So, but anyways, so tomorrow we got the Panthers, and they continue their uh, East Coast road trip. Uh, let's see. You got Carolina and Washington coming up as well, two very tough teams that uh, we just saw a little bit earlier in the season. Um, you know, weather the storm here. Get to, and, and you know what? I'm going to tell you why I like this being played now, because it's early in the season. You get the yeah, you get your road, I, I, your road games against these tough teams out of the way early, you know. So you're not yeah. doing a late March trip against these teams anyway. When you're say you know say they battle into a playoff spot, and then all of a sudden you're staring down the barrel of playing Tampa Bay, Florida, Washington, Carolina, all on the road. When you're really getting desperate for points, is it? Let me ask you this: Is there anything in particular that you want to see from? The Kings tomorrow? Tomorrow? If you can just maybe pinpoint it on one aspect of the the team's game. I want to see the power play click. That's what I I agree. I agree. Yeah. They're they're one for their last 11 with Drew Doughty as the the, blast against the Lightning um, is the only tally. Right. But, you know, it's interesting. I was doing a little bit of research. Uh, before we hopped on here, uh, the Panthers are not exactly doing so quite so hot on the uh, power play as well. You know, they got blown out eight to two against Ottawa on Tuesday. They went zero for six on the power play. Yeah. Uh, they have about the same percentage that we do on the season. I think they're right around eighteen uh, percent, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, they're dynamite in five on five situations, but for whatever reason, they just can't seem to carry that success over to the main advantage. So I think that's ultimately where this game could be won tomorrow. You know, if the Kings could maybe, you know, they, they have certainly have no shortage of opportunities. It seems like in every game, uh, but you know, as we've been harping on for a while now, their ability to finish just isn't there. Right. Um, they have to be able to convert on the power play. They yeah, have to. Absolutely. And this is that's the way the Kings are going to win, especially against the really tough teams. You know, you have to take advantage of the opportunities you're given. You have to. There's just right. no way. 
that you're going to expect to beat a team like Florida five on five. It, it, I'm sorry, but it's not going to happen. And you know what else I want to see, Ryan? I want to see Cal Peterson have a great performance against one of these because he's going to get a game. He's going to get and a I, game. And I want to see him have a great performance, if not for anything, just to get his confidence back up. I'm not talking yeah. about Cal Peterson taking back over as number one goalie. I'm not saying that. But the poor guy needs a break at some point. And I'm not talking about a break on the bench. I'm talking about, you know, a break in the, in the sense <laughs> where he has to have a good game. Yes. Know, where things need to go his way. And I, I, think, I, I agree. Yeah. After, um, I mean, you can finish your thoughts. Sorry, Scott. Oh, no. I was just going to say, I mean, and I think if he gets that game, especially against a good team, that will go a long way into rebuilding his confidence. Because right now his confidence is probably pretty much shattered, I would imagine. I'm, of course, I'm not, you know, I'm speculating, really. I mean, I, I haven't talked to him. I don't know, right? <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's got to be pretty demoralizing for to happen or for what happened. You know, I mean, you know, he's been shelled in the past few games. Uh, obviously, Quickie has taken back over as number one and has done a fantastic job of it. Uh, but I just, like I said, I would really love to see for Cal Peterson to be able to, to rebound, have a great game, and you know what? Maybe going forward, get a few more starts because as great as Quickie has been, you know they they got to be more cognizant at some point of, of getting him some days off because, you know, let's be honest, he's what thirty five years old, right? Yeah. And that you know it's a long grind in this season. I mean, I know there's the Olympic break coming up, and I know the All Star break's coming, but even still, you know, going into this season, it was supposed to have been at least a fifty fifty if not 60-40 towards Cal. And it just it hasn't worked out that way, which, you know, that's that's hockey. It is what it is. But Cal needs to get back on track so that they can start getting, you know, quickie some some maintenance and some rest if they're going to be, you know, legit contending for a playoff spot later this season. Yeah, and I had I had uh, mentioned in, in an article, you know, after a quick shout out the Stars last Thursday, I was like, you know, in Saturday's game, you know, one of my questions was like, quick back-to-back starts, you know, hey, why not? He's the hot hand right now. But, you know, we've mm-hmm. gone several games now here where quick continues to be the, the the starting goaltender. And, yeah, Cal Peterson is sitting on the bench and he's I'm sitting there with his thoughts, you know. <laughs> I'm sure that's, this, yeah. that's not good. Uh, but yeah, like you said, he's probably going to get a start here on the road trip. I just don't know which game. Um, it might be tomorrow, you know, Thursday. I, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. Let me um, take a look here. I think they play Saturday and yeah, Saturday at uh, Carolina, which that contest could be up in the air given their COVID issues and stuff. So right. I don't. Maybe maybe Todd Sunday try, in Washington. Yeah. Right. I mean, so maybe Todd tries to get. Well, that's that's tricky there. I wonder if yeah. we'll see Cal tomorrow because he'll at least play in the back to back. Yeah, that that's that's a that's a good thought. That's good. I mean, I don't know. That's of course up to uh, Coach McClellan, but um, still, like I said, if if the Kings are going to be a legit contender at the end of the season to get into the playoffs, the key I'm telling you right now, one of them anyway, is getting Cal Peterson back on track. They they have yeah, to. and I mean it, not only not only this season but for the long term as well. I mean they just signed the guy to a three year extension, you know, with quick contract uh, expiring after next year. You know, right? Well, what's that going to look like uh, when that you know, yeah, when the season comes to a close and all of a sudden Cal is their 
uh, by himself or whatnot, you know, assuming they don't add another well, that, goaltender. That's true, but it doesn't it always kind of seem like in the NHL that the, the goaltending just kind of figures itself out. It does. Yeah. You know, I mean, no, look, I, look I, at I the Dallas Stars, right? They had four goaltenders going into the season, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And then, you know, obviously ben, ben Bishop, by the way, congratulations on a great career. It's yes. it's a shame it had to end with an injury, but it was I a know. fantastic career. Um, Hudobin just got put on waivers. He's now with the Texas Stars of the AHL. So here you got Braden Holtby, who everybody went, what the, why did they sign him? What's going <laughs> on here? Well, there you go. You got him and Jake Ottinger now. So, you know, who would have thought Freddie Anderson was going to end up in Carolina? <laughs> it just seems like every offseason there's a goaltending carousel somehow, some way. Well, yeah, not only that, but playing well in Carolina. He's playing True. very well down there. After he, he lost his job to Jack Campbell up in uh Right, Toronto. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I, I've seen like on, on social media, you know, some of the oh, I mean, Jesus, look what Campbell's doing in Toronto. It's like, yeah, that's that's kind of a bittersweet, you know, because Campbell's such a good guy. You always want to see him succeed, of course, except for when he plays the Kings. But uh, you know, that's again, like I said, Kel Peterson is too good of a goalie. But you have to wonder this, though this if Jack Campbell would have been this good. And I mean this with all due respect with the team that he would have had in front of him if he had stayed in LA. Yeah, that, that's you know what I mean. That's the, a good I mean, question. There's no, there's nobody can argue that the the Maple Leafs roster is significantly better than the Kings. Right. Look yeah, at the, look at the names on that team. You know, Austin Matthews, uh, Mitch Marner, Morgan, Mitch Marner. Yeah, you know, where does it end? Right, John I mean, Tavares, Michael, or William Nylander. I'm sorry. You know, John Tavares, yeah. I mean, it's just it's, it's insane how, it, how good that team is. And also, you know, why haven't they won anything? But that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just stay away from that one. <laughs> but uh, but no, like I said, uh, you get Cal Peterson back on track. You get the power play working. And, you know, maybe you pull, you pull off that big trade that everybody's been clamoring for. So you get a guy like a Jacob Chikrin. And you know what, Brian? It could be a whole new season. I'd like to see it at the deadline, you know, no matter where the Kings are, to be honest. I mean, just for the long-term future for this team. You know, right. I don't know if Alex Edler comes back, you know, does is he is he done playing then? The guy's 35 years old, coming off a significant injury. Um some team might take a, a, a flyer on him. Uh, probably not the Kings. Well, much like the Kings did, though. But I mean, if you know, when they when they signed, we talked about this in the in the preseason too. You know, I mean, with his, you know, he was playing top four minutes for the Kings, yeah. and you know that's going to be tough to replace. What was he averaging like 20, 21 minutes a night? Correct. I, I'd have to look it up. Yeah, but I mean, so that's a significant loss. But I can tell you right now that he probably wasn't going to be playing that kind of minutes later in the season because they were going to have to conserve them. So it's going to be interesting yeah. to see what happens, though, my friend. It really is. And uh, Let me pull up the, his on ice time or his average on ice, on ice time. It was averaging 18 and a half minutes per night. Okay. So it's a pretty good clip. So I was on casino time. There's no clocks in casino. Time, so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, so that's uh, – yeah, but I, I'm very um, – Waiting with bated breath to see what uh, what they do to replace him. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'd like to see it. Like I said, I mean, if if uh, Arizona is going to dangle out Jacob Chicker and go get him, but I'll tell you what, him. 
you watch, they'll want all trade pick or, or draft picks. And so going into the next year's draft, they're going to be like at the podium for like three quarters of the draft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they got like three first round picks, five second round picks. <laughs> they'll, they'll do a scan of the crowd. You see all the team, other team executives sleeping at their tables. So, <laughs> like, uh, wake us up when it's our turn. <laughs> uh, well, buddy, we said that this was going to be a short pod and we're now almost into 40 minutes. So I guess we lied. But that's okay. <laughs> that always happens, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Time flies when you're having fun. But uh, I think now we really will wrap up. And um, so, yeah, we'll watch that Florida game. We're going to keep an eye on the Washington and the Carolina game. And, um, you know, like I said, if the Kings play a solid game plan like they did against Tampa, I think that they can actually come away with some points on this road trip. So, yeah, no, I agree. They got they got a one hard earned win uh, in Tampa. Obviously, uh, two would have been better. But, you know, it took them right to the wire there. They didn't yep. get blown out like, no. like maybe some people thought they might. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it'll be fun. So, all right, my friend. Well, I think that's going to be about enough for us for now. And um, let's do this again in a few days. Yeah, sounds good. Maybe we'll do one after the uh, after the Washington game. Unless okay. Let's talk about. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. Thank you for listening, everybody. For Ryan Sykes, I'm Scott Kimball. We are signing off for now, but we will see you in a few days. Thanks for listening, and go Kings go. See you guys. Have a good night.